Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, editor of Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brendan Noonan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us today attorney Rich Fidei from the law firm of Kolodny, Fast, Tellenfeld, Karlinski, and Abate in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Rich has the responsibility for the firm's Insurance Regulatory Law Division. He also lectures at insurance industry conferences and trade consortiums nationwide. Thanks for joining us today, Rich. Thanks, John. Great to be here. Today's podcast is on a reinsurance collateral rule adopted on September 16th that is impacting domestic insurers and policyholders. This new rule allows Florida's insurance commissioner the discretion to enable unaccredited reinsurers to conduct business in Florida without having to post 100% collateral for their obligations under reinsurance contracts with Florida insurers. Today, Brendan Noonan will lead off with our first question. Rich, what is the general background on reinsurance credit in Florida? Brendan, under the current system in Florida, and, and really throughout the United States, insurers are permitted to take credit on their financial statements for reinsurance, which they see based upon certain conditions being met. The credit for the reinsurance is available if the reinsurer is authorized or accredited, in this case in the state of Florida. Otherwise, the credit for reinsurance is available only if the reinsurer posts the appropriate collateral to secure its obligations under the reinsurance contract. Typically, this is done by a trust fund or a bank letter of credit. The law concerning this, and which is now in place, provides an appropriate mechanism for the insurer to obtain credit for reinsurance. In Florida, a new ratings-based regulation was adopted by the Florida Cabinet on September 16, 2008, based on a change in the Florida statutes which occurred in 2007. Under the 2007 amendment to the Florida statutes, the legislature provided for the insurance commissioner to have authority to lower collateral requirements for unauthorized and unaccredited reinsurers who were determined to be, quote, eligible by the commissioner. They also have to have a financially secure ratings from at least two nationally recognized rating organizations and they have to meet other eligibility standards set forth in the rule. What is required for the reinsurer to be determined eligible by the Florida Insurance Commissioner? The reinsurer must have a surplus of over $100 million. It must be authorized in its domestic jurisdiction for the kinds of insurance to be seated, and its domestic jurisdiction must be determined by the Insurance Commissioner to also be eligible. The reinsurer must submit an application for approval to the Florida Insurance Commissioner, this application has to have detailed information about the reinsurer. In addition, the Insurance Commissioner must determine whether the domestic jurisdiction of the reinsurer is approved based upon criteria which are also set forth in the rule that was just adopted. After reviewing all the appropriate information, the Insurance Commissioner must decide whether the reinsurer is eligible and the amount of credit which may be taken without having to post collateral. Rich, what benefit does an eligible reinsurer derive under the rule? Well, that really depends on the credit ratings of the reinsurer. Under the rule, the reinsurer would still be required to post 100% collateral for its reinsurance obligations unless it has and it maintains certain minimum credit ratings from at least two nationally recognized credit rating agencies, such as AMBEST. Normally, 100% collateral is the requirement. 
the rule sets for certain exceptions so that the amount of collateral would be less and the reinsurer can post less collateral based on their credit ratings. The higher the credit rating, the less collateral that must be posted. As an example, the highest rated reinsurers would not be required to post any collateral under this rule and lower rated reinsurers may only be required to post 10%, 20 percent, 75% or 100% collateral depending on their ratings. The rule contains a schedule of percentages of collateral required for posting depending on the reinsurer's credit ratings. And what are some of the rules and criteria applicable to the eligible reinsurer? Well, once the insurance commissioner finds that the reinsurer is eligible, the reinsurer still has annual obligations. Those would include having to file an annual certification from its domestic jurisdiction concerning its license and its ratings from the applicable rating agencies. They would also have to file financial statements, information concerning any changes in its officers and directors, a list of disputed or overdue reinsurance claims, and other information that may be required by the insurance commissioner. In addition, any eligible reinsurer is required to immediately advise the insurance commissioner of any changes in its license status in its state of domicile or the ratings which have been issued by the applicable rating agencies. The insurance commissioner can withdraw a determination of eligibility or could require that more collateral has to be posted after reviewing this information if the commissioner believes it would be in the best interest of market stability and the seating insurer's solvency. Also, if the seating insurer went into rehabilitation, liquidation, or conservation, the reinsurer would be required to post 100% collateral within 30 days. If the reinsurer didn't do that, the insurance commissioner would have the authority to withdraw the eligibility status for that reinsurer in failing to comply with that requirement. What if the ratings of the reinsurer change? Well, if the ratings of the eligible reinsurer fall below the level that was approved by the insurance commissioner, then the credit for reinsurance that would have normally applied to the sedent, meaning the insurance company, would have to be adjusted accordingly. If the rating of the eligible reinsurer improves as compared to the way it was when the application was originally filed, then the reinsurer may petition the Florida Insurance Commissioner to redetermine the amount of collateral which will be required for the reinsurance seated to that particular reinsurer. Rich, what precipitated this rule change and who advocated for it? The rule was particularly targeted for the benefit of alien reinsurers. As it is right now, most alien reinsurers don't want to become licensed or accredited in the United States. Under the traditional rule, they were required then to post 100% collateral for their obligations under their reinsurance contracts with United States insurance companies. Alien reinsurers have for years challenged the need for 100% collateralization, which has existed regardless of the financial stability of the reinsurer and the level of regulatory scrutiny imposed by the state of domicile of the reinsurer, or the nation of domicile, depending upon the type of reinsurer it is. In addition, there has been a strong sentiment that standards in the United States are more stringent than they are in other nations and that the increasing globalization of the reinsurance industry calls for a level of standardized regulation of reinsurance. It's also been argued that freeing the reinsurer's capital, which has been tied up in the collateral it's required to post under traditional reinsurance arrangements, 
will increase the capacity of the reinsurance market. In particular, with regard to Florida, reinsurance capacity and pricing became a significant issue after the 2004 and 2005 hurricane seasons. After these storm seasons, the Florida legislature created a task force which reviewed a number of insurance issues, including reinsurance. After many hearings, the task force found that one of the matters that needed to be addressed was the capacity, availability, and pricing of reinsurance in Florida and assurances to make sure that there would be no artificial barriers to competition within the reinsurance market. At the same time, the NAIC has been pursuing its initiative for the modernization of the reinsurance collateral rules. During a special session of the Florida legislature in January of 2007, they passed the law that I referenced before, providing for the insurance commissioner to have authority and discretion to provide for less than 100% collateral. This culminated with the adoption of the new ratings-based rule by the Florida Cabinet, which occurred on September 16, 2008. How does this rule impact reinsurers, insurers, and consumers? Well, the impact of this rule on the reinsurers and insurance companies will be significant. The rule will readjust how reinsurance collateral was handled in the future. Incidentally, this will apply to reinsurance contracts on a go-forward basis and would not affect any existing contracts or claims related to existing contracts. The rule would basically allow for unauthorized and unaccredited reinsurers to post less collateral than they would otherwise be required once the determination of eligibility has been made by the Florida Insurance Commissioner. This will significantly alter the collateralization requirements for these reinsurers. Theoretically, that will enhance the capital investment and deployment options which will now be available for those reinsurers. Many argue that the increased capacity of foreign capital will be available to be reinvested in Florida and other states which may adopt this ratings-based rule. This increased capacity would ultimately benefit consumers. However, it's important to note that at a hearing of the Cabinet on September 16th, when this rule was adopted, Florida Insurance Commissioner Kevin McCarty commented that he felt that lower premiums would be marginal based on the adoption of the rule, but that the adoption of the rule sends a positive message to the international reinsurance community that Florida is actively promoting competition in its reinsurance market. Some have argued that this change will potentially jeopardize the integrity and the solvency of seating insurers impacted by this rule. The current collateral requirements provide assurance that their reinsurance collectibles will be paid. If 100% collateral is not required, seating insurers may be required to pursue reinsurance claims to recover sums due and may be required to proceed in non-United States jurisdiction to collect on their claims. In addition, the assets which would have otherwise been posted as collateral for reinsurance recoverables may be utilized by the reinsurers for other purposes, and potentially this could jeopardize the solvency of the reinsurers. By the time the solvency issues are discovered, it may be too late for the Florida regulators or the seating insurer to impose any obligations which would assure that the seating insurer will be made whole on all reinsurance claims. Potentially, this could jeopardize reinsurance collectibles and force sedents to negotiate settlements they would not have agreed to if they had 100% collateral. 
these types of issues could jeopardize the solvency of certain seating insurers and could lead to liquidation and guarantee fund payments. This could result in assessments that would be made by the guarantee funds on all Florida insurance consumers. It's argued that all of this will occur even though it is unlikely that reinsurance rates will drop as a result of this rule. Of course, all of this will be subject to you know, further debate, and the final analysis will be dependent upon what happens in the market once the rules are implemented. Rich, where is the National Association of Insurance Commissioners on this issue? Well, the reinsurance task force of the NAIC has been holding meetings and considering comments on its proposed rule, which would provide for a reduction in collateral requirements applicable to eligible reinsurers. The updated regulatory modernization framework proposal was approved by the task force during the NAIC's fall meeting, which took place in mid-September 2008. The proposal was also approved by the NAIC Financial Condition Committee at the same meetings. It will now go to NAIC plenary for consideration during the next meeting, which is scheduled for December of 2008. In many respects, the rule which is being debated by the NAIC is very similar to the Florida rule. And Rich, how does this impact the other states? Well, the rule is specifically limited to Florida. It provides that it does not affect the laws of any other state, and all insurers must comply with the laws of any other state in which they do business. It's important to note, though, that New York is in the process of adopting a similar ratings-based rule, and it's expected that Texas will also do the same. Other states may follow, and certainly all states will be closely watching the results in the states that do adopt the rule, as well as the NAIC developments on its model law. It appears that rating-based reinsurance collateralization approach is gaining momentum within the United States, and all within the industry really need to be familiar with it and be ready to address these changes. Okay, Rich, thanks so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. That was Rich Fiday from the law firm of Kolodny, Foss, Tellenfeld, Karlinski, and Abate in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Special thanks to Brendan Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast at ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brendan Noonan, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year 
year-long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 